We are officially halfway through the NFL season. Who are some rookies that could break out in the second half of the year? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times the money on your entry. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Welcome in to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could give him a follow over on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow. Hit that subscribe anywhere you're listening to the podcast. And if you like what we're doing, please leave us those five-star reviews. Give us some love. Show us some love today. Uh, show some love to your neighbor. Show some love to your favorite podcast today. Uh, and, and send them home with the fuzzies. Marcus. We are headed into week nine. Mm-hmm. We are, we've got fantasy uh, football almost over. It feels like it, it's been a whirlwind. And we need to start locking up some wins so we can secure those playoff spots. Yes. We need to get some rookies that perform better for us. I mean, that's basically yes. what it comes down to. There's, this rookie class has been good for the most part. We got some good running backs out of it. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce. We need some of these receivers to start producing. So, Kate, today, hey, hey I, I do want to give let's let's give them some credit. We've we've had some yeah, we like Chris solid Olave. wide receivers. Yeah, we like Chris Olave, who yep. is dominating the NFL right now. Marcus, mm-hmm. we gotta give we gotta give them some love. So right, we we got one. Uh, yeah. All right, let's. <laughs> we have five players today that we are going to talk about that we think are gonna are gonna have some big second halves of the seasons. Maybe hopefully lead you to the playoffs and to a fantasy championship. The first one's obvious, and we we had to talk about him. George Pickens. Uh, we have not yet got to talk about the Chase Claypool trade to Chicago. That obviously opens up more targets, more snaps, more routes for George Pickens. What are you expecting the rest of the way for Pickens Gate? I mean, through the the time we've seen with Kenny Pickett so far, George Pickens has been the go-to guy we saw kind of an anomaly in week eight uh three targets zero catches but other than that marcus we've seen some some pretty high quality football averaging seven targets per game in each of the last four games prior to week eight averaging almost 70 yards per game finally scored his first career touchdown i think that the the ceiling is a little bit capped here by the struggles on offense. It's a mm-hmm. little bit capped by uh, the the struggles that they're having with their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. But I, I do think that Chase Claypool out of the way, who, uh, again, we, we have to shout out, literally announced uh, his, his replacement's draft yeah. pick, which was yeah. incredible. Um, but Marcus, like on the season so far, We've seen Chase Claypool actually get a pretty decent target share, averaging like just over six targets per game. So I'm going to imagine that those are probably going to be distributed to, um, you know, probably some to George Pickens and some to 
Pat Fryermuth, and Probably. I think that's going to be what we see. Um, just really quickly on the trade, I think when Chicago offered a second round pick for Claypool, it was a deal that Pittsburgh had to do, right? Claypool, yes, he's been okay this year. Um, it seems like he was a little bit of a malcontent in Pittsburgh, but it was clear they weren't going to give him a long term extension. But I also think outside of just the compensation, one of the reasons why Pittsburgh was a little bit motivated to sell him was because I think they're ready to give Pickens a bigger workload. I think they want him to develop into the number one, have Deontay be the the number two who can kind of move all over the field, can be the chain mover. And George Pickens is the big play guy. So I, I just I think it makes a ton of sense after this, their their week uh eight by or excuse me, their week nine by, I think this is going to be George Pickens' time. And I okay, I think going forward, I would be shocked if he has a game like under six targets the rest of the way. Like they're going to absolutely feed him. Yeah, I mean, looking at what the Steelers have done so far this year, I mean, it has really been Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens. I'm really interested to see like who steps up as that wide receiver three on the team because – Chase Claypool ranked second on this team in routes run this year. Um, 302 routes run. That's just behind Deontay Johnson, 321. Like George Pickens, he's going to have to be on the field like uh, 90% of yeah. offensive snaps at this point. That's a lot of opportunity to be had, especially uh, considering the rapport we've already seen he has with Kenny Pickett. And my take for Pittsburgh is, I, I we could talk about who the third receiver is going to be, but I just wonder. Steven Sims, please. It, it probably will be Steven Sims, but I wonder if just Matt Canada is going to see like, hey, we were using 11 personnel, three receivers on the field all the time because we had three receivers we really like. Now that we only have two, maybe we'll use more of a fullback on some place. Maybe we'll use more two tight end sets. It's not going to be anything dramatic, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think they were like number one or number two in the league in three receiver sets. If that goes down to like 11th in the NFL in the second half of the year. So we are still buying George Pickens. I, I should mention to you, Kate, do you want to guess where he's being ranked among dynasty uh, rookie receivers right now? Uh, third. Still fifth. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So he's behind Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and still Jameson Williams. Actually, very interesting that he is still behind Jameson Williams. Um, I like. I, I think part of that probably is again a product of being stuck with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like I, so. I think uh, like for as as much as we've seen the Lions struggle this year, they have produced yardage. They have produced points um even as volatile as they've been so i get it but i also i i know that we've seen some of these clutch plays from george pickens like very clutch big boy first round pick plays uh and it, it became clear i think throughout the the training camp throughout the off season that the reason he fell really was due to the injury and if he hadn't had that bad luck, I think we would have seen him drafted along these other wide receivers. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. 
Make your moment sparkle with BlueNile.com and Locked On Dynasty listeners can get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That is promo code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free, and it arrives in the secret packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Kate, a couple more receivers that we're going to talk about. Traylon Burks, he's been out a little bit with a hamstring injury. We're not quite sure when he's going to return, but you look at this passing offense right now and how could he not smash in the second half of the season, uh, assuming he's healthy? Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to see hopefully a healthier, healthier version of Traylon Burks. But I mean, we started to see him come on in training camp and it's a huge huge unfortunate bit that we did not get to see him uh, longer throughout this actual regular season in week one I'll remind you five targets three receptions 55 receiving yards on just 24 total offensive snaps Mm -hmm. now we've seen no other receiver in this offense step up period like I, I don't know if you ask me who the wide receiver one for this team is I don't know, Marcus, like it doesn't feel like there's any true wide receiver one. Robert Woods leads the way 34 targets, 22 receptions, 256 receiving yards. Like no. Um, but after Robert Woods, uh, do you know who the next two leaders are uh, in terms of receiving yards on this team, Marcus? Uh, is it Westbrook Akeen? Is, is he not? one of them? He's not. Uh, is it Dontre Hillard? He's one of them. Austin Hooper. Derek Henry. So <laughs> first uh, leading the team in targets and receiving yards, we've got Robert Woods with 34 targets, 256. Derek Henry has the second most targets on this team at 18. Dontrell Hilliard, 17. And then Traylon Burks actually ranks second in terms of wide receiver targets in this team. And he hasn't played. So no. That, I mean, like, literally haven't seen him since week four. And yeah. that is the state of this passing offense right now. There's a ton of opportunity. Now, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think there's a lot of questions about this passing offense. We saw with Malik Willis coming in for his first game, didn't didn't do much. I think he had 10 total pass attempts in his first uh, game as an NFL starter. And they made this entire discussion about Derrick Henry and the mm-hmm. Derrick Henry show. So what, uh, what kind of volumes there? I'm not really sure, but I do think that Traylon Burks can immediately take a, a, a step forward, be this team's wide receiver one. He has, uh, I think all of the traits for immediate dominance and it, like he's, yes. Yes. He's, I think, de- well enough defined uh, in his skill set that he can step into that role immediately. And, and what's so great about Burks is he's just the type of player that only needs six touches to have, you know, a, a really strong day because he's just so explosive with he's, the football in his explosive hands. He's explosive and he's built like a tank, Marcus. Yes. He looks like a running back after the catch. I mean, at 225 pounds. It ranks him in the 97th percentile for weight among wide receivers, but he doesn't look like he is 
225 pounds. Like in this explosive offense, for days. And this offense needs him so badly. Like I, Vrabel, I think he was playing a little bit of, I don't know, can't use the word hardball uh, with Burks <laughs> in training camp and preseason. But after the way this offense has played, especially in the passing game over the last few weeks, they're going to need him. So once he's back on the field, which I think is going to be relatively soon, relatively soon. Um, I, I think he's going to get a lot of touches. You're going to see him getting, you know, carries out of the backfield. Traylon Burke, somebody who I'm willing to maybe make a move for now as his value has dropped a little bit, because I do think you're going to have several startable games from him in the second half of the season. Another receiver that's being drafted close to Traylon Burks, uh, Jahan Dotson, who we saw was performing so well before he was injured. You've got to be a little bit excited about the future here, Kate, with Dotson, because while Taylor Heineke's not anything special, he does throw the ball down the field, and he's aggressive, and this passing offense is just better with him. So is Dotson somebody that we're excited about in the second half of the year? I I really, really, really am excited about Jahan Dotson. Uh, Marcus, I am, like, I'm unsure what this is going to look like with Taylor Heineke under center, but we definitely saw uh, when Jahan Dotson was under center or when Jahan Dotson was playing with Carson Wentz under center, it seems like he had that best connection. Now we know Terry McLaurin has a a pretty solid connection with Taylor Heineke, but I mean, to start the season, Marcus, like we saw absolute dominance from Jahan Dotson. We saw absolutely dominant, uh, you know, terms of of touchdown production. Mm -hmm. He still leads all wide receivers in receiving touchdowns from the 2022 NFL draft class. Like in just a four game sample size, 12 catches, 152 yards and four touchdowns. That's a touchdown per game, Marcus. Like he he looked good. He looked dominant. And uh, I think he's going to really open things up for this entire offense. And, and I, I, we're, I'm all we're in. in here. Here's the best part about Dotson and why you should be buying. Here is the percent percentage of snaps that he played on offense in the first three games when he was fully healthy, 88%, 99%, 87%. He's just on the field all the time. And if you're on the field, you're going to get opportunities, even in a somewhat low-volume passing offense. If you're on the field for 89% of the snaps, you're going to see seven or eight targets almost by default. So we like Jahan Dotson. We like him actually with his I, – I, I think the skill set with Taylor Heineke makes him even more appealing because he's willing to throw the ball down the field. I think Dotson, who should be back within the next week or so, I think somebody he I would not be surprised, Kate, if we're looking at him at the end of the season and he has a stretch where it's like four games, three hundred and seventy five yards and five touchdowns, like to finish the year. He's somebody that I want on my team right now. Yeah, I think he's a great trade target right now, especially while people are forgetting just how hot he started the season. I mean, like, sure, there are a lot of other flashier names like the Garrett Wilsons, like the Drake Londons, but I mean, for what it's worth, honestly, all of those offenses are just as volatile as we've seen in Washington so far. Uh, Romeo Dubes, like we've we've really not seen any sort of consistency there in terms of his rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Like, mm-hmm. I I think 
Jahan Dotson, uh, I would not be surprised at all if he ends up finishing maybe second or third among rookie wide receivers in terms of receiving yards. And I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes this season leading all of yes. these wide receivers and touchdowns. I really like the Jahan Dotson vibe, but I actually got one that I like a little bit better than him. I'm going to save it until after the break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of basketball season. Kate, you and I have made a ton of money betting on basketball last year. I'm already, I'm already in the positive this year, so it's been fun so far. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, if you'll just give me a second. I want to <laughs> lay the case out for Wandale Robinson. Now, you know for a while that I've been a Wandale fan, and I think he was going to have a big role to start the season. I, I really do. Um, he was somebody that the giants really wanted in the second round that Brian Dable uh, personally picked out. He was playing in the slot, you know, in training camp, we got rave reviews and then he got hurt in week one and we didn't see him for the next five weeks played against the Ravens in week six, uh, scored a touchdown in that game, three for 37, but only on 15 snaps. Why I'm encouraged about him over there, you know, going into the second half of the year is just how much he's playing. Over the last two weeks against the uh, against Jacksonville in week seven, 35 routes run. Against the Seahawks in week eight, 34 routes run. 69, 69% of the, uh, percent of the offensive snaps. I just think he's going to be somebody who's on the field for 70% of the snaps, who fits well with Daniel Jones who, because he doesn't like to throw the ball down the field. I could see Wondell Robinson being the team's leading receiver the rest of the way. And I know that doesn't mean a lot, but if he's getting you six for 75 and a touchdown every couple of weeks, you're going to put him in your starting lineup. I, I, I like this Marcus. I think, uh, I mean, things are trending in the right direction, right? But I do want to ask like, what is the upside? Cause I, I'm not sold on the upside and it's fair. Um, I think the upside is he's just going to be somebody who is a lock to get you five or six catches a week. He's so explosive with the ball in his hands and he's going to be involved in the offense. So while he's not going to put up these big wide receiver one numbers, he could just be a guy that you plug into your flex every single week and he's getting you 13 points, 14 points. And in a year with so many wide receiver injuries and so many busts and so many bad offenses, I kind of like that reliability i think he's going to have that over the second half of the year i mean look let's just look at measurables okay so i mean obviously measurables he's tiny everything. he's tiny listen i second he, he's, he he's been tiny his whole life second person i mean i'm i'm tiny i'm right i'm i'm very short but i'm not trying to play football over here and i'm not i'm not trying to trade for me in any any of my dynasty leagues uh, in terms of height, he is in the second percentile in terms yeah, of weight. Big. He is in the sixth percentile wingspan. He is in the literal zeroth. Is that a word? Zeroth, yeah, zeroth. percentile uh, arm length 
zeroth percentile. Hand size, twentieth percentile. Um, I, I want and... you to look up something though, just because this is this is important. First of all, go look at Cole Beasley, who played under Brian Dable the last few years. Right, five foot seven, first percentile, one seventy five, fourth percentile. Cole Beasley. Over the last couple of years, again, not a huge fantasy producer, but somebody that we did have in our lineups every week as a flex. And then go look at Isaiah McKenzie, who Brian Dable also had in Buffalo. 5'7", 173, zeroth percentile uh, height, third percentile weight, first percentile arm length. Like, Brian Dable knows how to use this type of player. Okay. I I mean, that's that was I'm my... About this. That was my biggest concern. And I will say, like, in terms of, like, the Cole Beasley comp, in terms of the Isaiah McKenzie comp, like, these aren't names that, uh, you know, I mean, we've really thought had all that much relevance in terms of fantasy production, at least on a consistent basis. Um, But, I mean, I'm willing to wait and see. I'm not targeting Wandale Robinson, but uh, I'll I'll leave those shares to you, Marcus. I I just want to say, like, in – 2020 right when Cole Beasley was with the Bills he had 900 something yards that season four touchdowns and he had multiple weeks with double digit catches I I just think something like that could happen in New York especially with the the lack of weapons they have and with the quarterback Daniel Jones does not want to throw the ball deep so getting rid of the ball to Wandale as an extension of the running game I think makes some sense all right last one now that I'm done with my little spiel, uh, Kyron Williams. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Kyron Williams and why you think he's going to have a, a nice second half to the season. Now this, this comes more on the back. Like I just, I just crapped all over Wondell Robinson's measurables. <laughs> like Kyron Williams, not all that much better uh, from a measurable standpoint. Uh, he's, you know, a, a relatively small back five, nine, 194 pounds. Uh, that 194 pounds ranks in the seventh percentile for running backs, small hands. And I think probably the worst part is uh, like that 40 yard dash. We, mm. I think all thought that we were going to see a much better 40 uh, ran a four, six, five ranks in the 23rd percentile among running backs. And at that size, you want to see him perform so far over that we want to see him run that much faster this you know this suggestion uh or this hopeful second uh, half breakout this is more of a hopeful one right so yeah. kyron williams coming out of notre dame i do think he looked faster than his 465 like i i think it, he tested very poorly but i again like looking at his on the field sp- uh, on the field speed I don't think it was as bad as we actually saw here, but let's talk about opportunity because that is, I think the, the biggest thing for Kyron Williams, the Rams have shown that, uh, you know, they're, they're not really in a good place with cam Akers. It sounds like cam Akers, like they're willing to bring him back this year, but it sounds like cam Akers yeah, feels kind of done with the Rams. He says he, it's not going to be in the best interest of his career. I'm still very curious. I want to hear like the 30 for 30 on this relationship, but I mean, you know, there's, there's opportunity to be had here, even with uh, Cam Akers out of the lineup. Like we're not seeing Daryl Henderson get any work. We're not seeing anybody take over this role. And now 
Kyron Williams, uh, you know, healthier uh, mm-hmm. to to return. I think there's opportunity for him to take over this backfield in a time where they need somebody to step up. Hundred percent agree. It's just a. I, I do think this offense at some point is going to get back on track. The Rams have had a relatively tough schedule to start, and it does open up for them a little bit. We know that running backs can be productive in that scheme. We know they like to run the ball inside the five-yard line. Kyron Williams is somebody that Sean McVay talked up a ton this offseason. There's just a really big opportunity there, and Kyron Williams is being ranked pretty low, I'm assuming, in your dynasty leagues. In fact, there's a good chance he's even sitting on waivers right now because he hasn't played at all this year. So um, Kyron Williams, I, I would not be surprised at all if we get to the end of the year and we're really excited about what he could do in 2023 and thinking about him as a starting running back going forward with the Rams. I think that's a really good possibility. Um, what do you think is the right trade value for him? Third is a third too much. A third feels like a lot, Um, but you know, maybe a fourth and throw in one of those, you know, low end wide receivers that you have. Check your waiver wires because I I would not be surprised at all. He's just somebody that's a speculative speculative ad as we go into week nine because the Rams have got to do something at running back, right? And it's not Darrell Henderson. It's certainly not going to be Cam Akers. It's not Malcolm Brown. Maybe Kyron Williams. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's literally no downside. I think no. in in acquiring Kyron Williams right now, the potential is there. Um, I think again, I think the talent is more than what we saw him test to at the NFL Combine. Like, yes. I'll I'll definitely have a couple of shares of Kyron Williams uh, just in case. Just Sounds in like case. he should return. Um, and you know, maybe you don't even trade for him. Uh, ahead of week nine, Marcus, he might return this week against the Bucks, but will he get all that much done no, against I'd, I'd wait the Bucks? Yeah. Wait one more week, uh, see if he totally flubs and maybe doesn't even play uh, all that many snaps in his first game returning. Yes. Then trade for him next week and enjoy. I'm in. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kate and I will be back tomorrow to break down this awesome Eagles-Texan game that Kate's going to be watching uh, firsthand. She's going to be at the game, taking notes on Jalen Hurts, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Make sure you follow the show. We're uh, on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Please go give us some reviews, some five star reviews. We would really, really appreciate it. Uh, the reviews make our day. So please, please do that. Uh, go follow Kate on Twitter at FF Ball Blast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.